Good morning, this is Heidi Becker, and if you haven't noticed already, I have changed the name of the podcast from the most important podcast in the world to Talk of the Town, because it was just such a mouthful, everybody, and I'm having some, um, not serious guests, but people who are professionals, and I didn't want them to have to say to people, Oh, did you hear me on uh, my friend's podcast? It's called The Most Important Podcast in the World. I wanted them to say something a, l- a little more abbreviated. Um, so Ray suggested Talk of the Town, like the Pretenders song. And I was like, Psht, that is it. So thank you, Ray, for coming up with that catchy name. Because I was I had something like always talking. <laughs> Ray said, why don't you shut up? You know, so uh, talk of the town it is. I would like to talk a little bit about yesterday's podcast, which was um, a series I'm doing with Carolyn Ball called On the Couch with Carolyn. And it was really good. It was about emotional labor, which is the concept of how women are always taking on a lot more ambiguous stuff like birthday party birthday party planning um buying gifts going to the doctor's office arranging for the handyman to come um just all these little tiny things i mean it sounds kind of trivial even when i'm saying it but if if you are a woman taking care of these eight jillion things then you know that it's not trivial and it takes up all your time. Um, And (laughs) then I just read the article that I posted on my page, um, the Harper's Bazaar article that talks about emotional labor. And she talks about on Mother's Day, all she asked for was that her husband arrange for a cleaning service. And then, you know, he decides that he is going to clean which in turn meant that she had to watch the kids all day. And one little thing that she mentioned was stepping over a box of wrapping paper that had been left on the floor for two days. And if that's not the story of my life, then I don't know what is. I mean, it's funny to me how like a cough drop or something will be on the nightstand for like five years, okay? And I'm not talking like one that had been sucked on, but like at some point somebody was sick And so they put a halls, you know, and when I say somebody, I'm talking about Ray right now, but my kids are guilty of it too. And then Ray has this little tray, you know, with like change and whatever, like other junk on the nightstand. And this like halls will remain there, I mean, forever. The the halls lozenge will be there when our children clean out our stuff because we're dead. So I all those little things people when you go to make dinner but nobody's emptied the dishwasher and you got to do the dishes um that's annoying right and then the garbage is full so you take the garbage out although in my house my husband does do the garbage um i do need to take this time right now to address something that i thought about after my interview with carolyn and that is that she and i were speaking mostly in the context of a marriage relationship in terms of the emotional labor and I want I'm not a I I don't want to say apologize but I want to seem inclusive because I spent time with my friend Lori after the podcast and Lori is divorced 
but um, but she is the caregiver for her mom, and so Lori owns her own business. Um, she has a brother who helps, but she is like the main person, and so uh, emotional labor is not as exclusive to people who are married. Um, and then the second part being, you know, single moms and whether you be a single mom, you know, where the dad's not in the picture at all, or, you know, you're having a shared custody situation. Um, the emotional labor I can imagine is even more because there, there really is nobody sharing your space, uh, you know, helping you with that. Even though, I mean, if your husband was a dud, or like your boyfriend or whoever you had your baby with was a jerk, then maybe some of that uh, tension is is gone just because they're not in your space. I don't know. But I would say this emotional labor problem exists in workplaces too. And I was thinking about like the movie 9 to 5 and how, I can't remember, like the boss character, you know, has Dolly Parton like, you know, doing all these things like buying his wife a scarf and whatever and of course like modern day I'm sure that's still exists but I know it exists but like in a little lesser way you know just kind of like a lot of planning and kind of like things uh, that are like woman's work ish kind of fall to women Um, so in addition to your regular work duties you know you're going to be planning the party for Patty's retirement or whatever Um, I'm not going to get into this today, uh, but something that I feel very strongly about is that elementary teachers are paid poorly because of misogyny and assumed emotional labor, like just kind of like that is a woman's job. Um, And teaching is a wonderful profession and I love it 100%. Um, But that is something that maybe Carolyn and I can get into later is kind of these assumed roles and uh, how they impact us financially and uh, emotionally, which we've already touched upon. So please, friends, feel free to get yourself a nice beverage um, and listen to part two with On the Couch with Carolyn. And then tomorrow will be part three. And side note, if you missed my skid interview with with, uh, Rob Gribben a couple days ago, and you thought that there was a glitch or that it stopped, it doesn't stop. There's just a little bit of a delay. And I, I sort of fixed it, but go back and listen because Scott Bishop is so dang funny. And he has like a you know so Mara leaves me a nice message and then Scott Bishop is is hilarious and then Rob Gribben talks about the Brotherhood of Skids, which is as you know an LT phenomenon. Okay, enough of that. Let's get back to the interview with Carolyn Ball. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Talk of the Town. Okay, so I am back with therapist Carolyn Ball, and this is part two of our conversation about emotional load, the labor, yeah. emotional labor. Yeah. And I was, and I was calling it something else. I'll have to look and see what I was saying. And to, if you missed, 
yesterday's podcast or the part one what emotional labor, labor mm-hmm. is is just how we as women are taking on a lot of things that our spouses are not like so let's just say for example my husband and I are both teachers we have the we have the mm-hmm. same work schedule um he teaches special ed and I teach art so um, I would say that my job is challenging it because I have to keep I have to answer a lot of questions I have to keep track of a lot of organization and my children that I teach are younger and then my husband is a special ed teacher so that is innately challenging okay sure. um, but it's not a contest <laughs> of like who is having the harder day you yeah. know but if you're saying at, at, at our work days are the same and then there's like the other stuff right I am Talking to my spouse, like, when was the last time you talked to your parents? Mm-hmm. Why don't you give them a call? What, how's your brother? You know, or just things like that. Or like today, I ran a million, or yeah, I ran a million errands. You know, I, I went to Goodwill. I took Greta to the ortho. I wear my exercise clothes in, in the hopes that I w- will maybe exercise, sure. you know? Yeah. And so what I want to address right now is like, these are wonderful suggestions and I want you to help me or other people understand how we can better deal with what might be some negativity when we start to offload some of these stickier, ambiguous tasks. Yeah. And because I, I know that there will be defensiveness. Yeah. So I think the first place to start is to approach your partner with the idea of emotional labor. What is it? And as we said in you know kind of part one in a nutshell it is all kind of the nurturing care feeding etc of our of our worlds of our families of our partners and it often bleeds over into work but this is kind of the area that's still considered the emotional work of women right checking in to see how somebody feels making sure somebody's comforted all that kind of stuff yeah um so i i think it's a great topic just to have you know pour yourself a glass of wine or over a cup of coffee and say I want to bring something up like this is kind of interesting this whole idea and research shows that women do 90% of this emotional labor and gauge their response I think some people are going to be immediately defensive about it right and I would say okay hey I'm not criticizing I'm trying to have a conversation I feel like you're being a little bit defensive tell me what's going on what do you think about this topic why am I getting this kind of response out of you? Um, and see where it, where it goes. Um, if it feels like it's going nowhere, it's going to be bad, and you don't want to have an argument, leave it leave alone. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, if you feel like your partner could be open to having the conversation, I, I think that's the first step. It's like let's talk about the emotional labor that gets done um, in our home. And you know, I did have this conversation with my own husband who is a very enlightened husband and he does a tremendous amount of stuff and he was a little defensive he got a little mad because he was sort of like hey you know I do tons of stuff I do all the sports right I clean the garage I you know I and he cooks a ton so he's like yeah. I cook a lot and I'm like you totally do I get it but it's also the other stuff right like when I see my daughter 
has been in a room for a few hours and she, you know, something's going on with her, right? Yeah. Like he, he might notice it, but he'll send me up to go talk to her, you know? Yes. Hey, I think something's going on, like go have a conversation. Or when we had to have this sex conversation with our son and stuff like that, you know, it's like, well, you, I'm going to have the nuts and bolts, but you need to go in behind me and like, you know, yeah. and make sure it's all good. Yeah, it's sweet. So, <laughs> so all that kind of stuff, right, is, you know, stuff that I carry around in my head that he doesn't necessarily so I think about lots of different things during the week and I and I to me it's it's an emotional load it's a mental load right and it's fatiguing and if we can begin to say to our husbands then let's find the areas where I'm really bothered by this yeah um, for some people it might be like having to think about what to cook for dinner that's emotional labor thinking about it yes know, what's in the fridge like what can we make um, and so just saying, you know, hey, I'll take Monday, Wednesday, Friday, if you'll take Tuesday, Thursday. Right. And that means you have to think of it, you have to go buy it or put it on the grocery list or something. But on Tuesday and Thursday, it's not going to enter my mind. That's not going to be part of my emotional labor for the day. Right. Um, or you need to plan the next family vacation. Like, and you need to figure out when we're going to go, like, mm -hmm. and you have to check the kids' calendars, and you have to look at the sports schedules, and you have to coordinate yeah. with your mother and yeah. all that stuff, right? You have to do that, and you plan it. You figure it out. You do the 20 hotels and the flights and all the stuff and figure out where we're going to go, right? Flights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is like a, an entire morning. Yeah, absolutely. Is, right? <laughs> I mean, these are such, like, these sound like such snobby problems, though, but... I mean, this is our reality. I mean, so, I would say in this middle class existence. It's absolutely is. Upper, upper middle class yeah. or whatever you want to call us, you yeah. know. Um, I'm I'm thinking, like, as, as you're speaking, that, like, I, I just know, like, my husband, a lot of, a lot of his, not, he, he says this to me, it's not what you say, but it's how you say it. And I, I wonder, like, if you couldn't start, like, baby stepping this without, like, f like, you know, maybe your spouse or whoever would be open to like a, a intelligent conversation about emotional labor or mm -hmm. maybe you say um, I want you to buy the Christmas presents for all the parents mm -hmm. I don't want you to spend more than a hundred dollars or whatever yeah. it is yeah. and then just leave it and then also to what you're saying about Tuesday Thursday dinner that means like if you're gonna give that responsibility to your spouse then you'd also have to be like hands off it. Absolutely. So if he wants KFC, then like that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so and then we have to quit micromanaging the result. Right. Right. So if we wanna offload some of this so that we have more time in our week, more mental capacity, more emotional capacity, yeah. and hopefully even just time to do what we wanna do, then we have to quit managing the result of what we're offloading. So if we tell our partner, okay, it's your week to, I don't know, clean the toilets, they got to clean the toilets. And if they don't do it the way you like it, well, you got to be kind of quiet about it because you've asked them to do something and you can't manage that result. Right. And I think this is where women, sometimes we sabotage ourselves. Right. Right. Is we're like, oh, well, you know, it's too much trouble to tell you how to do it. So I'll just do it myself. Or I didn't really like the way you did it, so I'm right. coming behind you. And then we sort of diminish what they've done, and they're like, well, I'm not going to do that again. Well, what if they do a bad job, though? You want them to do a good job. Yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. often like your kids, right? Yeah. Um, when you ask your kids to, like, when they first have to start setting the table, and they put everything you on there wrong. You just be gentle about it. Right. Yeah. Like, next time, you know, do it this way. Yeah. Because I think if we do tell them too often that we don't like how they're doing it, right. they're not going to be interested in 
and doing it at all. Right? Yeah. So part of it is learning our own weaknesses and our own selves and knowing what we're willing to give up. I actually love planning vacations, so I'm never going to give that one up. I I don't mind planning vacation. I just don't want to see where we're at here. I just want... I do not enjoy booking flights. Yeah. That is that is where I... <laughs> mm-hmm. but, but I do feel like a lot of burden on Mother's Day. I share a birthday with my mom. Yeah. So I have that too. And then like Christmas is just like another thing. And I wish that I could enjoy those things more because it wasn't yeah. so taxing. Yeah. And I think this sort of bleeds into another area that you and I have talked about a little bit too, which yeah. is like the people pleasing. Right. The desire to... Um, make sure other people in our life are taken care of emotionally. Yeah. And so we have to sometimes recognize that we're doing that. It's part emotional labor, part people pleasing Mm -hmm. that we have to say, you know, actually this year, what I really want for Mother's Day is I want to stay home and I love you mom, but I'm not going to spend the day with you this year because I'm a mom too. And what I really need this year is, two hours with my kids in my pajamas and I'm not going to brunch and I'm not putting on makeup and I'm not doing this or right. whatever it might be. And just that knowing that sometimes that you need to please yourself mm-hmm. first, that recharges our batteries and then we have more capacity. And then you can say, mom, I'll take you to lunch next week instead. And you and I will celebrate mother's day and be okay with it in, in your heart because then you you know, you don't want to create a situation where now you're just like tortured, Yes, <laughs> you know? Right. It is, yeah. it is learning to sit with that a little right. bit and saying, so we people please because we get good feedback and reinforcement for from doing it, right? Yeah. And we've got taught that when we're, you know, men do it too, but especially women. Yeah. That when we're pleasing other people that other people love it, right? Yes. And like, you know, thank you. You're so sweet. You're such a nice girl. You, right. You're so helpful. You're, you know, you're so pleasing. So, um, and then we, we start to get our self-worth wrapped up in it and we need to please other people to feel like we've done something worthwhile this is all of this is very good I mean you you could take like every sentence you just said and expand on it for like an entire day you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. in terms of self-worth and then right. what what we've learned like I'm 45 my mom is 69 like what I've learned the way that people pleasing went from her mom to her to me, and then I, I definitely started rejecting it. Like when she would say stuff like to like super duper praise your husband for like doing the smallest thing, I'd be like, why would I do that? You know, yeah, just yeah, right. <laughs> like thank you for doing what you're supposed to do. But <laughs> <laughs> right, um, right. So that's good stuff. I want to take another break, mm-hmm. and then I want to come back with when a person is still struggling with emotional labor. Like, when, when does someone seek someone out like you? Like, okay. my life is unmanageable. Mm-hmm. Can you help me? Yeah. Okay? Perfect.